You want answers? Of course you do. And here at the end of an important week, we want to take you deep into the hearings in the House and Senate and get so many of you with questions, some real answers. This is Dave from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And my question for the president today would be, if we do a targeted strike in Syria, isn't that a provocation of war, a declaration of war on the country of Syria? That was one of the frequent questions asked to Secretary of State John Kerry and Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel. What might happen if Syria retaliated against the United States for a U.S. military strike? Hegel replied that U.S. forces were ready for anything, and Secretary Kerry said any such retaliation would be a, quote, miscalculation by the Assad regime. If Assad is arrogant enough, and I would say foolish enough, to retaliate to the consequences of his own criminal activity, the United States and our allies have ample ways to make him regret that decision without going to war. There's a key question from Chris Lindsay on Facebook. What if a limited military action is not enough? Is President Obama ready to commit to putting boots on the ground? Repeatedly, administration officials said no this week. Bottom line is the president has no intention and will not and we do not want to put American troops on the ground to fight this or be involved in the fighting of this civil war, period. Uh You want answers? This is Susan from Parkland, Florida. No, we are not the moral compass of the world. People are dying in horrible ways all over the world every day, unfortunately. I believe our intervention would only invite Assad and the Arab world to make us their number one enemy. I believe the U.N. needs to take action, not the United States. Did we not learn anything from Iraq? Hey, this is Justin from Viv. I just wanted to understand why there are so many comparisons to Iraq and Afghanistan. Now, there's a distinction between this and Iraq. In Iraq, intelligence purported to suggest that weapons of mass destruction existed, but we didn't know if they existed. And so we had a massive invasion in order to try to find out if they existed, and we found out they didn't. Here we have weapons of mass destruction that we not only know do exist, they have been used. Not once, not twice, not three times, but multiple times. We estimate in the teens, and the opposition estimates more than that. There was considerable frustration from so many of you that international institutions like the United Nations were being bypassed by the administration in the Syria matter. Susan Budak-Run asked, why can't we intervene but not militarily? Is there enough proof to bring Assad to a war criminal court? Which is exactly what Republican Representative Ted Smith of New Jersey wanted to know on Wednesday. I plan on introducing a resolution when we reconvene to authorize the president to establish a specialized court, the Syrian War Crimes Tribunal, to help hold accountable all those on either side, including Assad, who have slaughtered and raped in Syria. I wonder how you might think about that as well, whether or not the administration would support such a court. Secretary Kerry, surprisingly, did not reject this idea, but he did make an important point about Congress and its tolerance for international courts. I understand there, there have been conversations already with Syrians and other countries about a special court. Uh, perhaps we can have more luck with that. I, I would certainly welcome an effort to hold people accountable for those kinds of abuses. But as you know, we, the international courts have not fared well <laughs> with uh, both parties.
Because of congressional votes, Kerry is saying the U.S. is not a signatory to the treaty that created the International Criminal Court, or ICC, in The Hague. I think I'm entitled. You want answers? Some of the exchanges this week between Texas Congressman Ted Poe and the witnesses were particularly illuminating. For instance, listen here how skeptical Joint Chiefs Chairman Dempsey seems to be about the U.S. getting involved with the Syrian opposition, echoing the concerns of many of you. General Dempsey, you you mentioned earlier that you, you are concerned about removing Assad from power. Do you want to, will you elaborate on that? Well, I, I still, uh, again, separate from this conversation, which is about the limited purpose of deterring and degrading, um, I still am cautious about whether uh, we should use U.S. military force in support of the opposition for the opposition for the purpose of tipping the balance. I think there's other ways we can contribute to that through the development of a moderate opposition. But I, I remain cautious about taking the opposition's role here in the Civil War. Many lawmakers went way beyond cautious and called the opposition al-Qaeda-infiltrated jihadists. One of you in Provo, Utah, posted... The rebels have bona fide Islamic terrorists in their midst and Islamic fascist tendencies in their mentality. Patricia Murphy, San Antonio, Texas. The people on Capitol Hill need to start looking forward on who's going to take over Syria when they get rid of Assad. Another great question from so many of you. Can this contemplated military strike significantly change the civil war in Syria? And if so, then what? The goal of U.S. policy is not a stalemate. The goal is a negotiated solution which results in the departure of Assad and the free choice of the Syrian people for their future. Which suggests the U.S. may have a long-term role in some future negotiations. And as for long-term roles for the U.S. in Syria, Tom Dorm from Gualala, California, north of San Francisco, opened this can of worms. Consider the possibility of eliminating destroying Syria's chemical weapons. Seems to me that just punishing the guy will not eliminate the further threat of his use of his nasty weapons. I don't know what the options might be. And on that one, General Dempsey had a very curious and slightly chilling answer this week. We do have, at the classified level, contingency plans with regional partners to secure a finite, a limited number of sites The 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 challenge we have with that is the number of potential sites. And the regime has a tendency to move their chemical weapons around. We think to secure them, but at some point it may not be to secure them. And so I would just tell you that we do have contingency plans with regional partners for the security of the weapons, but it's a very heavy lift. He seems to be saying there's already planning for a U.S. role in some large-scale future cleanup operation in Syria. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! Keep your questions about Syria coming at 8778mytake, thetakeaway.org, and facebook.com slash thetakeaway. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, the New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for the New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm.